Hey, how's it going, everybody? So this is, uh, this is episode eight of uh, the Garza Brand Show. Um, so this is, uh, you know, my whole goal with doing every single show that I do is to educate people, get people on the right track in life, and you know, honestly, to see what they could do, see what they're capable of, and uh, that's about it. See, there's several things uh, that I do. But no, my main focus is on helping people. If, if anything, it's it's kind of a it's an obsession, that's for sure. Um, you know, each show is a five-minute segment, nothing long-form. I mean, yeah, I could just start doing more long-form episodes. Um, I guess I'll do two segments to start. Each uh, full episode will be ten minutes. And as the show gains more momentum, the more fan base it gets, the longer I'll do the shows. How does that sound? So I believe that every single show that I do can be concise and done in about fucking five or ten minutes, to be seriously honest with you guys. So, uh, this first little segment um, is mainly about, I've already covered investing and stuff like that, but one thing I want to cover is how to manage uh, manage your life a little bit better. And honestly, the one thing, <laughs> it's so funny, I love how people choose comfort over success. And uh, what do I mean by this? Um, a lot of people will choose to be choose to try to be comfortable because they're uncomfortable with their lives but in all actuality the more comfortable you try to make yourself you still have to go back to that shitty life you hate right I'll give you an example when people go on vacation right uh, you know they're going on vacation to get away from the job they hate the only problem is they gotta go back to that job a week later that's why I don't agree with vacations I think vacations are not that great vacations are kinda dumb so actually you know what? I'm gonna make this whole fucking segment Maybe this whole damn show about vacations and how unless you are ultra, I mean, I wouldn't say ultra rich, but unless you're financially free and have more leverage in time and are less stressed out, then you should take a vacation. If you're more stressed out, you should try to take the actions you need, stop procrastinating, and actually make yourself have financial freedom. And I mean this. I mean this, man. I'm telling you, live, live shitty. You know, you find that if you become a bit of a minimalist with how you consume, you know, if you become a minimalist with how you consume, like I do, I, I'm going to be quite frank, I shop at discount grocery stores, and I have a lot of money coming in all the time anyway, right? I have money coming in all the time, passive income, active income, you name it. Like, I don't stop accumulating money, and I don't feel bad about it, and I never will. Uh, my ex-girlfriend tried to make me feel bad about it. I told her that she is, quite frankly, just awful about it. I, I love her. I still care about her, but I, I always bring her up because she was like anti-money, and I was like, money's not that bad. You just are pessimistic about everything. Now, I want to tell you guys about pessimistic people. I'm just going to go over the place of this segment. I don't give a shit anymore. There's pessimistic people who love to choose comfort, right? Comfort... Is, is the main topic, I guess, of this. Uh, this whole show <laughs> is going off the even, but I want to just talk about comfort because I think comfort's overrated. Um, I've all, I've often been more uncomfortable seeking comfort than, you know, comfort actually is, is interesting because when you are seeking success, you start becoming more comfortable actually getting success, right? It becomes a habit. Um, if you get, com- if you start managing your money, like, I manage my money with jars, right? I actually separate my money with jars, mason jars, right? So, four or five jars. 
right? And I, I get in the habit of separating money. I don't even put large amounts of money, by the way, in these jars. I put like a dollar, maybe 50 cents in each jar. But what I do, though, is I get in the habit of separating money. And in the next segment, I'm going to go over why separating your money is a good thing. But I wanted to say in this last in this last part of the segment, let's, let's just talk about vacations. Don't take vacations if you don't have a lot of money. So when you're spending more money on the vacation, you're going to put yourself in some debt. It's bad debt, by the way. If you put yourself in debt because of a vacation, you're an idiot. Um, you are an idiot, by the way. I want this tough love. You're an idiot if you put yourself in debt because of a vacation. If you choose comfort over success, you know, I, I hear so many people who say they want to have money, they want to have more, but they don't do anything to get more. And I mean, they make bad decisions. They go to the bar. They spend all their money at the bar. They spend all their, I mean, I'm serious, they spend all their money on fucking weed, right? I'm not anti-weed, I'm not anti-alcohol, but don't be an idiot, all right? If you're going to drink, drink bottom shelf whiskey, right? Because, you know, you're going to make yourself psychologically realize, I don't want to drink bottom shelf whiskey the rest of my life. I need to make more money. I need to add more value to people's lives. And also, just to be, just to let you know, the secret to living really is giving. And I'm not kidding on this. Like, I get great pleasure doing these podcasts because I'm giving you guys knowledge for free. I like giving. And also, giving is also selling products too, believe it or not, because you're doing a service for people, even if they have to pay you money, because you're giving them more value than the amount they give to you. So, now this segment's just about, I just, I just wanted to do this segment so bad. So much more to talk about. Um, in the next segment, I do want to talk about money more. Um, uh, my age group, millennials and, and the younger generation as well, don't know how to manage money, and it scares the hell out of me, and I want to see them manage money a little better. So that's the next segment. I want to thank you guys so much for tuning into the first segment. Uh, second segment's coming. I may even make a third segment. Fuck it. Thank you guys for tuning into segment one, why vacations are shit. Okay, so this is the second segment. Um, I think it's going to be the final segment for the day. I may make another episode today. I, I never know because sometimes I'm a weird guy. I like to make uh, – sometimes I'll just sporadically do these shows. A lot of these shows are impulse, pure impulse, and I want to do more of them. Uh, I want to be like a psychopath with this shit. I want to go fucking crazy. Yeah, you heard me. Crazy. Um, so my main focus is, let's face it, <laughs> What is your main focus? Now, what is what is all of our focus? Now, I, I'm going to go off and... I, okay. This one's about managing money, all right? So I want... So the pro, the difference between a poor person and a rich person is simple. Habits. And it really does come down to habits, by the way, and a mindset. But habits are so important. Pe so many people have poor habits. And poor does not have anything to do with money, by the way. I'm so sick of people saying, oh, you're saying poor, you're saying talking about... Poor people that don't have money. No, I'm talking about people with a bad mindset, a poor mindset. Poor has nothing to do with money. It just has bad attitudes. People who complain a lot have a poor mindset, right? People, there's poor, there's poor mindset and a rich mindset. And rich, actually, by the way, does not have anything to do with money either. It has everything to do with the quality of your mind, quality of you, right? This is about the quality of you. It's either poor or it's either rich. Or there's always an in-between, obviously. There's always more shades of gray and, and, and other colors. But look, look, my main thing here is manage your money, right? So T. Harvecker, one of my coaches, one of my favorite coaches deep down in my soul, he helped me out so much, teaches you the habit of managing money in one of his books, Secrets of the Millionaire Mind. And one of the habits he tells you to instill 
is using the jar system and what like just using just fi separating your money basically is is the whole point. So the whole goal here is to separate your money, right? And what do you, why why would you separate your money? You're probably asking. Well, truth be told, it's a psychological thing, and it also makes you it also makes it to where you're able to manage your money a whole hell of a lot better naturally, right? So when you get in the habit of managing your money, separating it into separate jars dedicated to certain things, I'm going to give you guys an example. Because there's no better teacher than an example of what somebody's doing. A model. I want to be a model for you. I want to show my tits. No. Um, but no, I want you guys to model this behavior. You guys don't have to, but I really would have, you know, I'm not, I never force anybody to do anything, but I'm going to strongly, got to keep burping. I'm going to strongly encourage you to do this. So managing your money is simple. You can have multi. So there's two ways. There's many ways to manage, separate your money. By the way, and this is a thing. Separating your money just is like the king of king of kings. So separating your money goes like this. Uh, you have multiple jars, right? So with these multiple jars, I like to dedicate each one. First one's the bear market fund. This is just for me personally. I'm a crazy investor. So when the market crashes, I've got a ton of money in a jar that I'm going to bring to the bank, deposit it right into my checking account, and then I'm going to just transfer that right to broker account. I want to, and what I'm going to do is I'm going to go fucking insane. Just, I'm going to go batshit crazy, right? And uh, <laughs> it's so cool. It's so cool. Um, no, my, my, whole, my whole point is I'm going to take this money that I make and take the money they separate, separate, okay? And I want to put it in the stock market when it's crashing because the rebound effect during a crashed market is unbelievable. The rebounds. Also, I do like putting down puts, which are for another topic. One of these days, I'm going to give you guys more knowledge on stock market investing and uh, why liquidity is sometimes better than owning things. And if you're just starting out on being rich, uh, or at least wanting to get rich, sometimes just having liquidity is the best way to go. It with less risk, but you still have pretty good gains. So I'll explain liquidity a little later. Maybe I'll do another segment on it. I'll explain maybe liquidity in the next segment. Um, <clears throat> maybe. I don't know if I'll – maybe I'll just I'll, uh, wrap it up here. So I'm um, separating your money. So I got my bear market fund. I got uh, general savings, uh, just savings for uh, – I don't do rainy day savings. I don't believe in that. Um, I do believe that there's a certain connection we have to the universe that when our thoughts start thinking of rainy days, they happen. I don't know. And I mean rainy days kind of metaphorically, like, you know, like, you know, so I always think it's something bad's going to happen. I just don't, be I don't believe in that shit. I always believe, I save for a rainbow, not a rainy day. So, actually, I do have one called the Rainbow Fund, right, where I know things are going to go well, so I want to make sure I got it. Um, people, you're probably wondering, then, why would I have a bear market fund, and why would I have a fund for when the market crashes? Because I don't see the market crashing as a negative thing. The market, so when the market does crash, when there's bear markets, I actually, that's the time I actually invest. And that's when I make my, my best money. <laughs> I actually make my best money during market crashes, and I love it. Because, I mean, it sometimes takes a while. I mean, you got to buy the stock and wait. But it is a worthwhile wait. Because <laughs> when everybody gets back into it, and, uh, and things start correcting themselves again, uh, usually a lot of low volatility companies go right back up, and the gains are massive. So, uh, hey, if you know a lot of low-volatility companies go down, <laughs> I have a feeling a lot of tech companies are going to go down, to be quite honest, but this is about separating money, so I've got to get back on track. So, um, 
All right, so separating your money, you got the multiple jars, and I recommend mason jars because they're just you can get like the super big ones, and um, they're fucking awesome. Get mason jars, please. Um, another thing, what was I gonna say? Um, so you got your mason jars, cool. You got your money separated. You got you got each jar dedicated to certain things. I actually want to have more jars, to be quite frank. Um, just so I could separate my money, compartmentalize it way more, and just do it. So get your jars, get some mason jars if you can. Um, I get the large jars actually, because I I go big or go home sometimes. <laughs> but um, no, I I plan on only just having six jars because um, a lot of them are dedicated to. I mean, I only do it for the habit because it's a good habit, and it just it just keeps me on on my toes up and just on top of the game. To be honest, keeps me on top of the game, you know. So I want to thank you guys for tuning in to this segment. I'm going to, you know what? <clears throat> I'm going to do a segment on liquidity because uh, I feel like I owe it to you guys to do more, just a little more for this episode. Um, thank you guys. Like I said, there's going to be more segments. I love doing this shit. Um, God, I love doing this shit. Um, also, I like doing podcasts so you don't have to see my fucking mug. So uh, thank you. Anyway, next segment, liquidity. back i'm back all right let me just get this thing up propped it up a little bit okay i had to do a bit of a technical technical difficulty slight technical difficulty anyway it doesn't matter this last segment i'm gonna do this last segment for the episode uh this is uh garza brand i think it's episode eight i can't remember no it's episode nine anyway last segment last segment here last call for alcohol so this last segment <clears throat> is mainly about uh, liquidity. So liquidity is an important thing, and I want to explain it a little bit and why it's good to have liquidity when you're not, when you start out. So a lot of people will say, hey, own a business, you know, or own real estate, right? Well, here's the thing. If you have uh, businesses that are an asset, real estate is in, in a way an asset, and it can have good ROI or bad ROI, ROI, right? But there's liquidity, stocks, bonds, ETFs, you name it, right? Um, and then the fourth would be uh, commodities like gold, silver, uh, what the fuck's the other shit? Uh, Bitcoin, I guess. I don't consider cryptos really commodities, but they're fun to invest in when you want to make a quick buck. But... Um, What's the other thing uh, in commodities? Anyway, this I guess this could be though on the four things that rich people like to do um, to get uh, extra income. I guess. So now I will say this though: the rewards for bi- having a good business and having a good real estate are very, very high. You can make a lot of money in real estate. Not gonna lie. Um, whether you are a part of a real estate firm, whether you sell it, <laughs> you can get fat commission fees. For being a real estate agent, I will tell you that right now. I've never been one, but I know a few people who are. My grandpa's been doing it for a bit, and uh, I'm proud of him. He seems very excited about it. I don't know. He seems a little stressed out about it, but he's pretty good. Um, no, my thing is, uh, so so my thing is liquidity. I want to go. I want to focus my main point on liquidity, and why you need liquidity. And liquidity is like, the reason it stocks, bonds, ETFs, that's basically it. And the reason I, I heavily suggest people to go into like stocks and, and electronic transfer funds, or I think it's what an ETF, I can't even remember what the fucking ETF stands for. 
<laughs> I don't believe in ETFs, to be honest. I just, I, I personally am very good at spotting companies in the market um, who are undervalued, and usually they're low volatility companies that are undervalued during shitty times. Is when I like to do it, but I can't always do it during shitty times. So I actually find good companies that are kind of undervalued, that are just uh, that are kind of high volatility. I like to go with growth stocks and value stocks, to be quite frank. Value stocks and growth stocks are my favorite. Um, they're risky, but uh, the rewards are pretty high. <laughs> but if you want to play it safe, honestly, going low volatility is not bad because you still get s you still get really good returns. Um, there's always risk, no matter what, because there is always the possibility of a market crash. But honestly, the best time to invest is during a market crash. People, the media loves to scare people into staying away from the market during a bear market. That is the dumbest thing you can do. That is the <laughs> the best time to invest is when everybody's out of the game. Oh my god, that's like the best time to take a chance. And honestly, I've seen people blow their whole paychecks at a casino. You might as well play a long-term game with the markets for fun. Because your reward, the rewards you get from investing in in a lot of these companies in the market are just so high that it's just so stupid. I, I mean, if you play short term, I honestly believe this. If you play really short term, and you panic sell a lot, of course you're gonna fucking lose. You're gonna fucking lose. Like I don't, like, especially if you panic sell. People panic sell way too much. I have so so I have like these stocks right that I invested in. I I, I blew it. You know, I, I made a bad investment call. Right. At first, at first, and, uh, and and it's funny because yeah, I made a bad call at first, and and even though I did, it didn't matter. Like I was able to, you, you know, still find a way to, to to get out of it. Well, I went, I didn't mean get out of it. Like I I I, I basically waited for like seven months for it to go back up. And then when it did, it actually skyrocketed. Uh, it's funny as fuck. Um, what I did though is I actually bought more when it went down because I just looked into the company and I was like, this is a good company. People are doubting it. It was actually called Afria. It was when the marijuana boom was happening, but everybody's doubting one of the marijuana stocks called Afria. And I looked into the company and I was like, I was like, I was like looking at it, I was like, this is a solid company. Why is this $3 a fucking share? That's the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life. So I, I looked at the company, I saw it, I looked at it, I was like, dude, short sellers were trying to fuck this company. Also, by the way, good time to invest is during December, because short sellers go crazy with their reports, because I don't think they want to pay taxes or whatever, or at least they don't want to pay high taxes. So they're like putting down, uh, they're like scaring people into selling off their positions, and when they scare people to sell off their positions, they put a, they actually put a put down on, on a lot, and they actually bet against <laughs> They bet against the company, and then they actually make a shit ton of money uh, in the short term because everything goes down. Um, I mean, their strategy's brilliant. I don't fall for it, though. I mean, I buy the stocks when they go low, and then I just wait for them to climb back up. Um, I play the waiting game. I'm really cool playing the waiting game a lot. People are so impatient. Like, if you're a little more patient, you can fucking master the market any day. Um... I just want to say this. So liquidity is... Why, why is liquidity safer, though? Liquidity is safer because it's paper, right? It's there. You know, if you want to back out of it, you can. Like, like let's say you do make a bad decision and you do decide that, hey, this company really is dumb. Um, I have enough gains, I'm going to sell. And I'm going to make some gains. Or I'm going to take my losses on this one, right? There have been some I've done that with. I looked at the company and I was like, oh, I'm stupid. You know, lost about like... 
you know, like a hundred bucks. But you know, compared to the gains I get, <laughs> hundred bucks ain't nothing. Um, so sometimes it's good to sell your position if it, if you feel the company's really going downhill. You know, nothing is. So I guess the one thing I want to say is nothing is in these markets. You know, it's. I always still believe it's volatile. Um, so my buddy James, and I love using my boy James R as an example. He loves calls and puts and stuff like that. I personally, I got in. I mean, I'm fascinated by them. And if I'm really, really sure of something going up or something going down, I will put a call or a put. But don't get obsessed with options. And I'm, and you know, you may have heard otherwise. And if you know how to do options very well, I say go for it. If you feel like you're an options master and you have, you know, if you're like a statistical savant, I am. But I'm just. There's a certain underlying confidence factor, and I don't like deadlines with with uh, with what I with what I get. Now the gains I will admit can be very very great in these calls. <laughs> like <laughs> the gains are incredible sometimes, and um, and people people sometimes underestimate how great the gains are. Um, so yeah, I would say doing long term calls is okay. If you're gonna do a call at all, do a long-term call, and make sure you do it on a company you honestly believe is going up, and then just just lay it down, just lay down the call, man. Um, and then the cool thing is, I like to do a lot of call trading, more um, like I'll buy a call contract and I'll sell it. But make sure there's a lot of open interest. Keep that in mind. Open interest. Open interest. I'm gonna repeat it again. Open interest. When you do a call or a put. Look for the open interest. If there's a lot of open interest, I usually like it when it's like at least a thousand plus, one thousand people plus. Usually, I've seen some that are like three thousand or five thousand. Look for the ones that are really popular, and the ones that are really popular, by the way, make sure that they're low uh, for their weekly for the week. Make sure they're going down, but they're a good company. Um, what else can I say about it? Like this is a long segment. Um, uh, liquidity. You need liquid. So um, a lot of people will say. You know, get into real estate first, right? Or get into um, a business. But here's the thing. Like, I like risk. But, you know, sometimes hitting rock bottom, if you've already been there before, is not a good option. So what I did was I went with liquidity first. And I thank God I did. I think there should be a priority scale. If you're working full-time, go for liquidity first because you still get passive income from the liquidity. And uh, you're still getting gains, which is nice. So stocks, bonds, ETFs, man, I, I will say that. Um, second priority, and it's really a tough one, uh, is business. I started a business. Uh, you can actually start a business with less risk these days, uh, especially in e-commerce, man. Oh, my God. So my uh, GarzaBrand.com, it's a great, great thing, man. Um, uh, I'm actually going to start putting out T-shirt designs, uh, logos, fresh shit for uh, – God, I'm so happy right now. Like, if you guys could see my erection from – from where I'm sitting, uh, from how much I love my business and how much I love doing freaking. So I, <laughs> I, I do say stocks, bonds, ETFs first, which is li liquid, liquidity. Uh, second, uh, asset business. And this is a priority scale, by the way. This is my priority scale. You can choose your own. If you think real estate's the best thing to get into first, you're not wrong. Um, I would say, though, um, to get started in real estate, there's a little bit of risk involved. Um, if you're willing to take the risk and learn. Uh, and, and there are things about real estate I don't know, and I'm actually studying real estate because I do like real estate. I like, I like the idea of getting people in homes. I love it. Um, I've always loved it. And I, I like seeing people <laughs> get good prices for the homes. Um, 
so I, I think I may enter the real estate market when the uh, um, when the housing market crashes. If it does, uh, I think it could. I don't know if it does. I don't know if it will. But I'm um, very excited either way. So um, like I said, I say liquid your priority, liquidity. Um, if you want to talk with me uh, further about it, if you listen to this podcast, feel free to message me on Facebook. Uh, uh, Facebook.com slash Garza Brand. Once again, Facebook.com slash Garza Brand. Uh, my phone number is 541-290-1402. Once again, my phone number is 541-290-1402. I'm always glad to talk. Um, this stuff with you guys. My goal is to make you uh, rich, financially free. You know, honestly, financially free is your first priority. I do like to go. I have, uh, b- by the way, I have really high goals with everything I do. Um, one of my goals is to have um, money-wise. I do have high goals money-wise and also material-wise, asset-wise. Um, but also happiness-wise, <laughs> I, I believe I'm, I'm, I'm going to be the happiest person in the universe. Um, I'm also going to make everybody happy at close to my level. And uh, I'm going to be the most productive. I'm going to be the smartest working guy out there. And, the you know, so, so smart the way I do it that I won't have to work that hard at all. And uh, and who knows, maybe I'll lead a revolution in automated technology, you know. And then my stu- I also want to be the greatest learner and the greatest doer of all time. Um, so there's so many goals, and I, I recommend talking about your goals. And um, I actually may start doing segments where I start talking about my goals and what they are, what I wrote down this week. Um, because having high, 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 high goals. Unreasonable goals are your best goals, by the way. Be unreasonable. Be unreasonable. Thank you. You guys rock. Hey, how's it going, everybody? So this is uh, episode eight of uh, the Garza Brand show. Um, So this is, uh, you know, my whole goal with doing every single show that I do is to uh, educate people, get people on the right track in life, and you know, honestly, to see what they could do, see what they're capable of, and uh, that's about it. See, there's several things uh, that I do, but no, my main focus is on helping people. If, if anything, it's it's kind of a it's an obsession, that's for sure. Um, you know, each show is a five-minute segment, nothing long form. I mean, I could do start doing more long-form episodes. Um, I guess I'll do two segments to start each. A uh, full episode will be ten minutes. And as the show gains more momentum, the more fan base it gets, the longer I'll do the shows. How does that sound? So I believe that every single show that I do can be concise and done in about fucking five or ten minutes, to be seriously honest with you guys. So uh, this first little segment um, is mainly about... I've already covered investing and stuff like that, but one thing I want to cover is how to manage uh, manage your life a little bit better. And honestly, the one thing, <laughs> it's so funny, I love how people choose comfort over success. And uh, what do I mean by this? Um, a lot of people choose to be, choose to try to be comfortable because they're uncomfortable with their lives. But in all actuality, the more comfortable you try to make yourself, you still have to go back to that shitty life you hate, right? I'll give you an example. When people go on vacation, right? Uh, you know, they're going on vacation to get away from the job they hate. The only problem is they got to go back to that job a week later. That's why I don't agree with vacations. I think vacations are not that great. Vacations are kind of dumb. So, actually, you know what? I'm going to make this whole fucking segment, maybe this whole damn show about vacations and how unless you are ultra, I mean, I wouldn't say ultra rich, but unless you're financially free and have more leverage in time and are less stressed out, 
then you should take a vacation. If you're more stressed out, you should try to take the actions you need, stop procrastinating, and actually make yourself have financial freedom. And I mean this. I mean this, man. I'm telling you, live, live shitty. You know, you find that if you become a bit of a minimalist with how you consume, you know, if you become a minimalist with how you consume, like I do, I, I'm going to be quite frank, I shop at discount grocery stores, and I have a lot of money coming in all the time anyway, right? I have money coming in all the time, passive income, active income, you name it. Like, I don't stop accumulating money, and I don't feel bad about it, and I never will. Uh, my ex-girlfriend tried to make me feel bad about it. I told her that she is, quite frankly, just awful about it. I, I love her. But I still care about her, but I, I always bring her up because she was, like, anti-money, and I was like, money's not that bad. You just are pessimistic about everything. Now, you know, I want to tell you guys about pessimistic people. I'm just going to go over the place of this segment. I don't give a shit anymore. There's pessimistic people who love to choose comfort, right? Comfort... Is, is the main topic, I guess, of this. Uh, this whole show <laughs> is going on deep. But I want to just talk about comfort because I think comfort's overrated. Um, I've, all, I've often been more uncomfortable seeking comfort. than You know, comfort actually is, is interesting because when you are seeking success, you start becoming more comfortable actually getting success, right? It becomes a habit. Um, if, you get com- if you start managing your money, like, I manage my money with jars, right? I actually separate my money with jars, mason jars, right? So, four or five jars, right? And I, I get in the habit of separating my I don't even put large amounts of money, by the way, in these jars. I put, like, a dollar, maybe 50 cents in each jar. But what I do, though, is I get in the habit of separating money. And in the next segment, I'm going to go over why separating your money is a good thing. But I wanted to say in this last in this last part of the segment was was just talk about vacations. Don't take vacations if you don't have a lot of money. So when you're spending more money on the vacation, you're gonna put yourself in some debt. It's bad debt, by the way. If you put yourself in debt because of a vacation, you're an idiot. Um, you are an idiot, by the way. I want this is tough love. You're an idiot if you put yourself in debt because of a vacation. If you choose comfort over success, you know I, I hear so many people who say they want to have money, they want to have more, but they don't do anything to get more. And I mean, they make bad decisions. They go to the bar. They spend all their money at the bar. They spend all their... I mean, I'm serious. They spend all their money on fucking weed, right? I'm not anti-weed. I'm not anti-alcohol. But don't be an idiot, all right? If you're going to drink, drink bottom-shelf whiskey, right? Because, you know, you're going to make yourself psychologically realize, I don't want to drink bottom-shelf whiskey the rest of my life. I need to make more money. I need to add more value to people's lives. And also, just to be, just to let you know, the secret to living really is giving. And I'm not kidding on this. Like, I get great pleasure doing these podcasts because I'm giving you guys knowledge for free. I like giving. And honestly, giving is also selling products too, believe it or not, because you're doing a service for people, even if they have to pay you money, because you're giving them more value than the amount they give to you. So, now this segment's just about, I just, I just wanted to do this segment so bad. So much more to talk about. Um, in the next segment, I do want to talk about money more. Um, uh, my age group, millennials and, and the younger generation as well, <laughs> don't know how to manage money, and it scares the hell out of me, and I want to see them manage money a little better. So that's the next segment. I want to thank you guys so much for tuning into the first segment. Uh, second segment's coming. I may even make a third segment. Fuck it. Thank you guys for tuning into segment one, why vacations are shit. Okay, so <laughs> this is the second segment. Um, I think this is going to be the final segment for the day. I may make another episode today. 
I, I never know because sometimes I'm a weird guy. I like to make. Uh, sometimes I'll just sporadically do these shows. A lot of these shows are impulse, pure impulse, and I want to do more of them. Uh, I want to be like a psychopath with this shit. I want to go fucking crazy. Yeah, you heard me. Crazy. Um, so my main focus is, let's face it, <laughs> what is your main focus? No, what is what is all of our focus? No, I, I'm going to go off and, I'm just, okay. This one's about managing money, all right? So I want, so the, pro, the difference between a poor person and a rich person is simple. Habits. And it really does come down to habits, by the way, and a mindset. But habits are so important. So many people have poor habits. And poor does not have anything to do with money, by the way. I'm so sick of people saying, oh, you're saying poor, you're saying talking about poor people that don't have money. No, I'm talking about people with a bad mindset, a poor mindset. Poor has nothing to do with money, it just has bad attitudes. People who complain a lot have a poor mindset, right? People, there's poor, there's poor mindset and a rich mindset. And rich, actually, by the way, does not have anything to do with money either. It has everything to do with the quality of your mind, quality of you. Right? This is about the quality of you. It's either poor or it's either rich. Or there's always an in-between, obviously. There's always more shades of gray and, and, and other colors. But look, look. My main thing here is manage your money. Right? So T. Harvecker, one of my coaches, one of my favorite coaches deep down in my soul. He helped me out so much. Teaches you the habit of managing money in one of his books, Secrets of the Millionaire Mind. And one of the habits he tells you to instill is using the jar system. And what, like, just using, just fi separating your money, basically, is, is the whole point. So the whole goal here is to separate your money, right? And what do you, why, why would you separate your money, you're probably asking. Well, truth be told, it's a psychological thing, and it also makes you, it also makes it to where you're able to manage your money a whole hell of a lot better naturally, right? So when you get in the habit of managing your money, separating it into separate jars dedicated to certain things, I'm going to give you guys an example, because there's no better teacher than an example of what somebody's doing, a model. I want to be a model for you. I want to show my tits. No. Um, but no, I want you guys to model this behavior. You guys don't have to, but I really would have, you know, I'm not, I never force anybody to do anything, but I want to strongly, gotta keep burping. I want to strongly encourage you to do this. So managing your money is simple. You can have multi, so there's two ways, there's many ways to manage, separate your money, by the way. This is a thing. Separating your money just is like the king of, king of kings. So separating your money goes like this. Uh, you have multiple jars, right? So with these multiple jars, I like to dedicate each one. First one's the bear market fund. This is just for me personally. I'm a crazy investor. So when the market crashes, I've got a ton of money in a jar that I'm going to bring to the bank, deposit it right into my checking account, and then I'm going to just transfer that right to broker account. I want And what I'm going to do is I'm going to go fucking insane. Just I'm going to go batshit crazy, right? And uh, <laughs> it's so cool. It's so cool. Um, no, my, my whole my whole point is I'm going to take this money that I make and take the money they separate, separate, okay? And I'm going to put it in the stock market when it's crashing because the rebound effect during a crashed market is unbelievable, the rebounds. Also, I do like putting down puts, which are 
for another topic. One of these days, I'm going to give you guys more knowledge on stock market investing and uh, why liquidity is sometimes better than owning things. And if you're just starting out and being rich, uh, or at least wanting to get rich, sometimes just having liquidity is the best way to go. It with less risk, but you still have pretty good gains. So I'll explain liquidity a little later. Maybe I'll do another segment on it. I'll explain maybe liquidity in the next segment. Um, maybe. I don't know if I'll – maybe I'll just I'll, uh, wrap it up here. So um, separating your money. So I got my bear market fund. I got uh, general savings, uh, just savings for uh, – I don't do rainy day savings. I don't believe in that. Um, I do believe that there's a certain connection we have to the universe that when our thoughts start thinking of rainy days, they happen. I don't know. And I mean rainy days kind of metaphorically like, you know, like, you know, so I always think it's something bad's going to happen. I just don't, be I don't believe in that shit. I always believe I save for a rainbow, not a rainy day. So actually I do have one called the rainbow fund, right? Where I know things are going to go well. So I want to make sure I got it. Um, people, you're probably wondering then why would I have a bear market fund and why would I have a fund for when the market crashes? Because I don't see the market crashing as a negative thing. The market, so when the market does crash, when there's bear markets, I actually, that's the time I actually invest. And that's when I make my my best money. <laughs> I actually make my best money during market crashes, and I love it. Because, I mean, it sometimes takes a while. I mean, you got to buy the stock and wait. But it is a worthwhile wait. Because <laughs> when everybody gets back into it, and, uh, and things start correcting themselves again, uh, usually a lot of low volatility companies go right back up, and the gains are massive. So, uh, hey, if you know a lot of low volatility companies go down, <laughs> I have a feeling a lot of tech companies are going to go down, to be quite honest, but this is about separating money, so i got to get back on track. So, um, all right, so separating your money, you got the multiple jars, and I recommend mason jars because they're just, you can get like the super big ones, and um, they're fucking awesome. Get mason jars, please. Um, another thing, what was I going to say? Um, so, you got your mason jars, cool got your money separated you got you got each jar dedicated to certain things i actually want to have more jars to be quite frank um just so i could separate my money compartmentalize it way more and just do it so get your jars get some mason jars if you can um i get the large jars actually because i i go big or go home sometimes <laughs> but um no i i plan on only just having six jars because um a lot of them are dedicated to I mean, I only do it for the habit because it's a good habit, and it just it just keeps me on on my toes up and just on top of the game. To be honest, it keeps me on top of the game, you know. So I want to thank you guys for tuning in to this segment. I'm gonna, you know what? <clears throat> I'm gonna do a segment on liquidity because uh, I feel like I owe it to you guys to do more, just a little more for this episode. Um, thank you guys. Like I said, there's gonna be more segments. I love doing this shit. Um, God, I love doing this shit. Um, also, I like doing podcasts so you don't have to see my fucking mug. So, uh, thank you. Anyway, next segment, liquidity. I'm back. I'm back. All right, let me just get this thing up, propped it up a little bit. Okay. I had to do a bit of a technical technical difficulty, slight technical difficulty. Anyway, it doesn't matter. This last segment, I'm going to do this last segment for the episode. Uh, this is uh, Garza Brand. I think it's episode eight. No, it's episode nine. Anyway, last segment, last segment here, last call for alcohol. So this last segment is mainly about uh, liquidity. So liquidity is an important thing, and I want to explain it a little bit and why 
it's good to have liquidity when you're not – when you start out. So a lot of people will say, hey, own a business you know, or own real estate, right? Well, here's the thing. If you have uh, businesses that are an asset, real estate is in, in a way an asset, and it can have a good ROI or bad ROI, right? But there's liquidity, stocks, bonds, ETFs, you name it, right? Um, and then the fourth would be uh, commodities like gold, silver, uh, what the fuck's the other shit? Uh, Bitcoin, I guess. I don't consider cryptos really commodities, but they're fun to invest in when you want to make a quick buck. But, um, what's the other thing uh, in commodities? Anyway, this I guess this could be the, on the four things that rich people like to do um, to get uh, extra income, I guess. So, now I will say this though, the rewards for bi having a good business and having a good real estate are very, very high. You can make a lot of money in real estate, not going to lie. Um, whether you are a part of a real estate firm, whether you sell it, <laughs> you can get fat commission fees from being a real estate agent. I will tell you that right now. I've never been one, but I know a few people who are. My grandpa's been doing it for a bit, and uh, I'm proud of him. He seems very excited about it. I don't know. He seems a little stressed out about it, but he's pretty good. Um, no, my thing is, uh, so uh, so my thing is liquidity. I want to go. I want to focus my main point on liquidity and why. You need li liquidity. And liquidity is like the reason it stocks, bonds, ETFs. That's basically it. And the reason I, I heavily suggest people to go into like stocks and and electronic transfer funds, or I think it's what an ETF. I can't even remember what the fucking ETF stands for. Like, <laughs> I don't believe in ETFs to be honest. I just I, I personally am very good at spotting companies in the market um, who are undervalued, and usually they're low volatility companies that are undervalued during shitty times. Is when I like to do it, but I can't always do it during shitty times. So I actually find good companies that are kind of undervalued, that are just uh, that are kind of high volatility. I like to go with growth stocks and value stocks, to be quite frank. Value stocks and growth stocks are my favorite. Um, they're risky, but uh, the rewards are pretty high. <laughs> but if you want to play it safe, honestly, going low volatility is not bad because you still get you still get really good returns. Um, there's always risk, no matter what, because there is always the possibility of a market crash. But honestly, the best time to invest is during a market crash. People, the media loves to scare people into staying away from the market during a bear market. That is the dumbest thing you can do. That is the <laughs> the best time to invest is when everybody's out of the game. Oh my god, that's like the best time to take a chance. And honestly, I've seen people blow their whole paychecks at a casino. You might as well play a long-term game with the markets for fun. Because your reward, the rewards you get from investing in in a lot of these companies in the market are just so high that it's just so stupid. I mean, if you play short term, I honestly believe this. If you play really short term and you panic sell a lot, of course you're gonna fucking lose. You're gonna fucking lose. Like I don't, like, especially if you panic sell. People panic sell way too much. I have so so I have like these stocks right that I invested in. I I, I blew it. You know, I, I made a bad investment call. Right. At first, at first, and, uh, and and it's funny because yeah, I made a bad call at first, and and even though I did, it didn't matter. Like I was able to, you know, still find a way to to, to get out of it. Well, I, went, I didn't mean get out of it. Like I I I, I basically waited for like seven months for it to go back up. And then when it did, it actually skyrocketed. Uh, 
It's funny as fuck. Um, what I did though is I actually bought more when it went down because I just looked into the company and I was like, this is a good company. People are doubting it. It was actually called Afria. It was when the marijuana boom was happening, but everybody's doubting one of the marijuana stocks called Afria. And I looked into the company. I was like, I was like, I was like looking at, it, I was like, this is a solid company. Why is this three dollars a fucking share? That's the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life. So I, I looked at the company, I saw it, I looked at it, I was like, dude, short sellers were trying to fuck this company. Also, by the way, good time to invest is during December because short sellers go crazy with their reports because I don't think they want to pay taxes or whatever, or at least they don't want to pay high taxes. So they're like putting down, uh, they're like scaring people into selling off their positions. And when they scare people to sell off their positions, they, put a, they actually put a put down on, on a lot, and they actually bet against. <laughs> They bet against the company, and then they actually make a shit ton of money uh, in the short term because everything goes down. Um, I mean, their strategy is brilliant. I don't fall for it, though. I mean, I buy the stocks when they go low, and then I just wait for them to climb back up. Um, I play the waiting game. I'm really cool with playing the waiting game a lot. People are so impatient. Like, if you're a little more patient, you can fucking master the market any day. Um, I just want to say this. So liquidity is why, – why is liquidity safer, though? Liquidity is safer because it's paper, right? It's there. You know, if you want to back out of it, you can. Like, like let's say you do make a bad decision and you do decide that, hey, this company really is dumb. Um, I have enough gains, I'm going to sell. And I'm going to make some gains. Or I'm going to take my losses on this one, right? There have been some I've done that with. I looked at the company and I was like, oh, I'm stupid. You know, lost about like, you know, like 100 bucks. But, you know, compared to the gains I get, 100 bucks ain't nothing. Um, so sometimes it's good to sell your position if, it, if you feel the company's really going downhill. You know, nothing is... So I guess the one thing I want to say is nothing is... In these markets, you know, it's, I always still believe it's volatile. Um, so my buddy James, and I love using my boy James R. as an example... He loves calls and puts and stuff like that. I personally, I got in, I mean, I'm fascinated by them. And if I'm really, really sure of something going up or something going down, I will put a call or a put. But don't get obsessed with options. And, I'm, and you know, you may have heard otherwise. And if you know how to do options very well, I say go for it. If you feel like you're an options master and you have, you know, if you're like a statistical savant, I am. But I'm just, there's a certain underlying confidence factor. And I don't like deadlines with, with, uh, with what I with what I get. Now, the gains, I will admit, can be very, very great in these calls. <laughs> like, <laughs> the gains are incredible sometimes. And, um, and people, people sometimes underestimate how great the gains are. Um, so, yeah, I would say doing long-term calls is okay. If you're going to do a call at all, do a long-term call. And make sure you do it on a company you honestly believe is going up. And then just just lay it down. Just lay down the call, man. Um, and then the cool thing is I like to do a lot of call trading. Um, or like I'll buy a call contract and I'll sell it. But make sure there's a lot of open interest. Keep that in mind. Open interest. Open interest. I'm going to repeat it again. Open interest. When you do a call or a put, look for the open interest. If there's a lot of open interest, I usually like it when it's like at least 1,000 plus, 1,000 people plus. Usually I've seen some that are like 3,000 or 5,000. Look for the ones that are really popular. And the ones that are really popular, by the way, make sure that they're low uh, for their weekly for the week. Make sure they're going down, but they're a good company. Um, what else can I say about it? Like, this is a long segment. Um, 
uh, liquidity. You need liquid. So um, a lot of people will say, you know, get into real estate first, right? Or get into um, a business. But here's the thing. Like, I like risk. But, you know, sometimes hitting rock bottom, if you've already been there before, is not a good option. So what I did was I went with liquidity first. And, and thank God I did. I think there should be a priority scale. If you're working full-time, go for liquidity first because you still get passive income from the liquidity. And uh, you're still getting gains, which is nice. So stocks, bonds, ETFs, man. I, I will say that. Um, second priority, and it's really a tough one, uh, is business. I started a business. Uh, you can actually start a business with less risk these days. Uh, especially in e-commerce, man. Oh, my God. So my uh, GarzaBrain.com, it's a great, great thing, man. Um, uh, I'm actually going to start putting out T-shirt designs, uh, logos, fresh shit for uh, – God, I'm so happy right now. Like, if you guys could see my erection from, from where I'm sitting, uh, from how much I love my business and how much I love doing freaking – so I, <laughs> I, I do say stocks, bonds, ETFs first, which is li liquid, liquidity. Uh, second uh, asset business, and this is a priority scale, by the way. This is my priority scale. You can choose your own. If you think real estate's the best thing to get into first, you're not wrong. Um, I would say, though, um, to get started in real estate, there's a little bit of risk involved. Um, if you're willing to take the risk and learn. Uh, and, and there are things about real estate I don't know, and I'm actually studying real estate because I do like real estate. I like, I like the idea of getting people in homes. I love it. Um, I've always loved it, and I, I like seeing people <laughs> get good prices for the homes. Um, so I, I think I may enter the real estate market when the uh, um, when the housing market crashes. If it does, uh, I think it could. I don't know if it does. I don't know if it will. But um, very excited either way. So um, like I said, I say liquid your priority, liquidity. Um, if you want to talk with me uh, further about it, if you listen to this podcast, feel free to message me on Facebook. Uh, uh, Facebook.com slash Garza Brand. Once again, Facebook.com slash Garza Brand. Uh, my phone number is 541-290-1402. Once again, my phone number is 541-290-1402. I'm always glad to talk um, this stuff with you guys. My goal is to make you uh, rich, financially free. You know, honestly, financially free is your first priority. I do like to go. I have, uh, by the way, I have really high goals with everything I do. Um, one of my goals is to have um, money-wise. I do have high goals money-wise and also material-wise, asset-wise. Um, but also happiness-wise, <laughs> I believe I'm, I'm, I'm going to be the happiest person in the universe. Um, I'm also going to make everybody happy at, close to my level. And uh, I'm going to be the most productive. I'm going to be the smartest working guy out there. And the you know so, so smart the way I do it that I won't have to work that hard at all. And uh, and who knows? Maybe I'll lead a revolution in automated technology. You know, and then my I also want to be the greatest learner and the greatest doer of all time. Um, so there's so many goals, and I, I recommend talking about your goals. And um, I actually may start doing segments where I start talking about my goals and what they are, what I wrote down this week, um, because having high, 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 high goals, unreasonable goals are your best goals. By the way, be unreasonable. Be unreasonable. Thank you. You guys rock.